Welcome to the Flyover Ministry Podcast, a practical youth ministry podcast for small church leaders by small church leaders. We are grateful that you have joined us for our journey through ministry-related topics that we hope help equip and encourage you as you serve Jesus wherever you are. podcast i'm dan and i'm jordan this is flyover ministry once again coming back at you on this fine wednesday or you know maybe it's thursday maybe you listen to them as you collapse and relax after a stressful night of youth ministry hopefully not too stressful uh if it was stressful we are praying for you and uh, reach out to us for some support and uh if you need somebody to vent to and actually, that's a really interesting component here. We, If you would like somebody to be able to walk alongside you in ministry, uh, we'd love to be able to connect you with other leaders who are like-minded and also desiring to connect with other ministry leaders as well. Because uh, the last thing we want to see is for people to become an island in ministry, to be alone in their church, in their congregations, and to feel like, I have really nobody that I can turn to. Um, outside of this church. Like, I just need to have an outside perspective and I've got nobody. So if that is you today, reach out to us, Flyover Ministry Podcast, send either Jordan or myself a private message, and we'd love to help connect you with uh, other leaders and, and even to connect with you ourselves. Um, Would love sorry, to serve you in that way. Yeah. Sorry for signing you up for that, Jordan, without asking you prior. But uh, knowing your heart for leaders as well, that seemed to be right up your alley. Sure. It might even not just be an alley, but be a street. Ah, a thoroughfare. There's a word I wasn't expecting to use today. Good tie-in with service, though, as we get on to today's topic, talking about how we as Christians can grow in the area of service. So, Jordan, I will throw the question to you here. What is one way that you are just pleased as punch to have as part of your ministry when it comes to engaging people in a life of service? I think this is one of our weak spots. Mm. So um, I feel like, and, and sometimes it's okay. Sometimes there's some stuff that gets restructured. You've got kind of maybe a contraction to get some things in order at home before you're able to focus on, on other things again. Um, I think that's kind of where we're at. The caution is I don't want us to stay there too long because right. it can get, it, it's easy and maybe the church is notorious starting on mission and then getting to a point where it's just only focusing on what's happening within the walls um it's something we kind of always have to be keeping before us so one of the ways that i've approached this one for myself as i'm thinking about service um there's a balance of matthew 6 where it's talking about beware of doing your good works before men that others may see you and whatever and, and yep. to be noticed by men um and that speaks to the intention of the heart so in that part of the sermon on the mount jesus is not saying don't do things in front of people but i think that tag don't do it in front of people to be noticed by them is really important um you're you're searching for that clout like the pharisees were doing it for that self-attention and for that affirmation but mm. um service by the very nature of what it is, does impact other people. So yep. 
there's there's that component there. So one of the questions that I've had that I've wrestled with uh, that I've asked my students too is what is the reputation of our youth group or our church in the eyes of the community? Because I think that that answer doesn't clearly define how you're doing with service, but I think it definitely speaks to are we actually serving people well? If we're serving people well and nobody knows about us, is that a problem or not? You know? So the point of the question of what is the reputation of the youth group in the eyes of the community is really to bring us to a place where um, we're seeing kind of the impact, right? So like, for example, you look at the early church, the way was known by people, right? It was it was not this like closet thing that nobody knew about. People knew about the way. Uh, they didn't necessarily have a good opinion. At least Paul would have said so at the first part before he met Jesus. Um, but things were happening there. And I think that when we think about serving others, um, again, the heart behind it is because we love them. But if we serve others well, I think that is something that could be visible or something hmm. heard. So I've used that by uh, as, a, as a metric for, for my group, even just to get them thinking about like hmm. the other side is if we're a bunch of whole stuck up snobs, there might be something we're doing wrong. You know, what? why are we giving the impression that we're giving? And some, some, some of that you can't control. Um, but what is there that we can do, um, to speak to this? Mm -hmm. I was going to ask if you've asked your youth group that question of what do you think our reputation is in the eyes of the community? But it sounds like you have, how have they responded? No idea. It's (laughs) it's not something that they've really thought about. Um, Mm. and, and that's something that kind of, I would say, is a challenge for us going back to last week too, where we talked about um, evangelism or no, that was discipleship. So going back to evangelism two weeks ago um, is actually seeing the intentionality of getting to know people outside of our bubbles. Um, We've got a pretty good homeschool population here. Uh, A lot of that is like we're homeschooled and we live on a very long driveway secluded in the woods kind of home. We don't get out much. Um, I don't really know my neighbors besides my grandparents who are on two sides of me. So when we're talking to them about who do you know that don't, doesn't know Jesus, they need to be intentional to get to know Jesus. And so um, with that, too, you're not rubbing too many shoulders with people who are outside of the church. So, mm-hmm. um, But we've had a, a little bit of a change of that. And I think it's just been kind of ignorance. There's, there's not much that makes us stand out in the eyes of the community. Um, you could talk about branding. I know that our pastor, previous pastor, had talked about that a little bit, um, the significance of a logo and the presence of different things. Um, but I think that that could speak to, like, are we present in things in the community? Are we helping? Like, you talked about um, you have booths at some fairs or something like that, right? Um, no. <laughs> well, when we're talking about the Unitarians, there's like this fair thing, and then there's oh all... yes, yeah, 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 yeah. We've we've done we did like a, a games thing. Sorry, I was thinking like for some reason I was thinking like the county fair or something like a float sure. in the parades or something. And um, we haven't done anything that formal. Um, that community event though, with yeah, the Unitarians are invited to come into this as well, and they do face painting. We did like a mini golf uh, and plinko games. Okay. And we just were there handing out candy, uh, really because the kids are in, so involved in the volleyball this year. It was largely me, 
but we did have some students come and help out a bit too. So yeah, yeah, just being present in the community that way. Um, we did think about like doing a float in a parade in mm -hmm. town, but um, a lot of our members are already on floats in that parade to begin with. And I think there's a component of being visible as a church, but also being visible as a member of the church in the community without necessarily being so overt, obvious. I, I, I'm not sure the exact word there. That's like why you, you can... are involved in the community while wearing your church shirt. Mm, if we had church shirts. Get them. That's like, oh, that's man. part one of service. Get church mm. shirts. We would have to come up with a logo. And because we have three churches, well, that's, we'd have to find a church that three, we'd have to find a shirt design that three churches worth of people would appreciate and wear. You have each church do a logo and do this awesome mashup of all three. Mm. We did try and do a logo. Uh, at one of our churches, and I don't think it went over too well. I don't. I don't think we actually uh, adapted what the graphic designer came up with. Sure. Um, yeah. It when it when your church's name is Thundershield in Norwegian, uh, you want to bring components of that into it. Uh, it's like, well, what about this shield? Well, what about this shield? And well, I don't know about this. And like, uh, I'm half curious what AI would come up with. Like if I typed in. Thunder Shield Lutheran Church. That, yeah, that could be an interesting thing. Actually, I'm going to do it right now. Well, while you're doing that, I'll talk about <laughs> service. So, Please do. Um, yeah, so part of this, again, is there's there's a corporate component to it, and there's an individual component to it, too. Um, it is great to serve together. It's one of the, the things that can create great memories. It can be... Um, probably more of a, a place where, where you see the church um, having an opinion or having a reputation in the public if, you're, if the church is serving well. Uh, but there's also the individual component too, which is a lot easier logistically when you're encouraging and freeing your students to say, hey, you should, like this is a part of the life of a believer is, is serving others. Um, but some things that we've done as I've tried to think through our own congregation how do we genuinely help people in our congregation? And uh, one of the things that we wanted to do is like if we're if we're supporting young families, um, we can take one of our youth groups, and around Valentine's Day we can do like free childcare for a night. You know, have a night out, do whatever you guys you know grab a nice meal. I know one family that like the parents just went home and watched the news in quiet. Like that was where they were at. But it's it's how do we serve in a meaningful way? Um, and, you know, we've done community meals, different things like that. So uh, try to have the, that corporate thing of service. We've, we've cleaned on the side of the road. Um, the students kind of like that. It gets them out. It, it handles their um, their energy well. And, you know, it is an important thing to serve the community in that way, too. Uh, but ways that can, yeah also communicate the gospel and stuff so all those different things can be components of of how do we serve corporately together but then encouraging right. students too, like you know service is also doing the dishes for your parents without asking like that shows up huge caring for your siblings uh being willing to watch the neighbor's dog when they're gone or something and um doing that without asking to be paid for it mowing the neighbor's lawn helping out with getting groceries mm -hmm. there's so many different things 
that we can do on a personal level too, um, just to show love for other people. Right. And there we see again the tie-in to worship and evangelism and discipleship is to see again the tie-in to, to you know, our uh, living our faith without works is, is dead. Mm-hmm. Um, and here I think you bring in um, the component of what Jesus says, like you had mentioned in Matthew 6. What is the heart that you have? Um, I think sometimes our plans, as far as a church go, where the students see that Jesus is telling us to be really secretive, and they're lost in a sea of creative vagueness when it comes to how do I serve secretly? Like, I don't like, do we just go and rake yards in, in the, the dead of night? Uh, well, no, but, you know, that is something worth considering. So it's a, it's a doing it with the right attitude, um, more so than letting your right hand not know what the left is doing. Mm-hmm. Um, having the right proper attitude. And I think throughout Jesus' ministry, you have people demonstrating poor attitude followed immediately by people doing it properly. Um, Thinking of, I think it's Luke 21, where that woman drops two copper pennies into the the offering in the temple, and Jesus sees that. Um, In in the midst of an afternoon full of people just dumping the, the, the bags of cash, into that offering plate, making a huge show of it. Here, this discreet woman drops two coins in, and there's the act of worship and service and the willingness to give of yourself. The complication that comes with service, I think, is that the opportunities to serve are always inconvenient, Mm. almost without exception, is that there is a chance to help somebody change their tire, but it's usually when you are very busy or have other things going on, or there's an opportunity to to be able to sit and talk with someone who's going through something, but uh, your kids are starting to melt down on your side of the phone call, and you just have to go. And the opportunities to love your neighbor usually come when you are tired and just want to be alone. And there you have the incarnational nature of the Gospels, that you give of yourself completely so that other people can see. And I think that's very, uh, we've talked about Rosaria Butterfield's uh, Gospel Comes with a House Key book. That's very much what she gets into saying, yes, it is convenient, but that's what life is, is that it throws you all these curveballs and it's giving of yourself and in return, receiving a community that is kind of the envy of the world because nowhere else do you have a community that is like the church. Good stuff. Hmm. Thanks. I think I think <laughs> serving too. Um, when we tie it into like the worship and the joy, and and I think there is an element of discipleship too, because we we have to recognize like that what it looks like and what it means to live as others being more important than ourselves, and and that being modeled here. Uh, but it is becoming Christ-like. Christ came to serve, and He humbled Himself. You know, He did the things that. People didn't really want to do when he washed the disciples' feet. And, and that's the posture that we have in our hearts here. And so as we, we think about the element of service as a church, as as students, uh, we model that to our students too. And and like mm-hmm. give them, you know, maybe somebody needs a ride or whatever the case is. How, how do we model that to them um, and and encourage them in this? And it is a challenge too to, to blend that without um, making a show of it. 
right? And even even to like celebrate it, it can be a challenge. So that that's where we really zone in on the heart and mm, and the yeah. heart being significant. So as you're thinking about this though, and incorporating this with students, um, what are some easy ways to maybe check how you're doing or, or even start seeing how you can serve together? Right. Um, that's a really great question. The immediate side to what you had just mentioned before you asked that was uh, we've got students who immediately come to mind who are willing to help in different capacities. Uh, when we're having a meal, they will be some of the first to stand up and start clearing plates around the fellowship hall and, you know, pulling them aside and saying, hey, you know what, this is, uh, thank you so much for this. I, I, I'm grateful to see that and to demonstrate that, yes, this is a job that needs to be done, but it is an act of worship. It, you are serving the Lord as you do this task, allowing others to continue in that conversation, but also being involved to help encourage this fellowship to continue as we have this meal together as a church. Uh, there's also a kid, man, you need to like tie a parachute to the back of him. I'd wager if you could harness the energy that he exudes on a normal day, uh, we would make quite a bit of profit from the energy return policies because he is just everywhere all at once. And you love to see it. You love to see him involved. I mean, he's handing out bulletins and then the next minute he's getting our live stream set up. And then the next minute he's running forward to ring the bell. And he was actually elected as one of the head ushers at our church at our last annual meeting. And he's in eighth grade, wow. which you kind of, yeah. So when he got elected, there was a part of me was like, I'm just going to chuckle in my car about this on the way back. Like, that's awesome. And he's just everywhere, which when you have somebody with that much energy, it's awesome to see. But it's not just about serving alone. It's allowing him to see that what you're doing is great but we're a part of a team here like we we serve as a whole church so um i know that you desire to help here um this other person is already taking care of it like we're going to let them be a part of this we're going to work together as a team to be able to serve alongside so it's not just one person just leading the charge and uh they're not harnessed in so to speak but that we are all harnessed and pulling together. So that is um, ways to be able to celebrate how this is already happening, but also to try and encourage our people to see that we're serving all together, not just not just individually, but uh, what are ways that we can serve together as a whole congregation. As we wrap up too, I think um, some of the importance of this is that it, it can be easy for us to create ministries that revolve around giving to the students and so that yeah. they're in a mentality of just receiving. So it's important to, to recognize like we're not just here to get, but we have an opportunity to give as well. And that goes back to the, the emphasis too on like reminding them that this isn't something that you're doing to earn your faith. This is mm. something because you have faith and, and the Lord doesn't need your good works, but Luther's reminder there, but your neighbor does is your really neighbor helpful. Does. Yeah. And and like to put this in that proper perspective, we are doing this for our neighbors because we're called to love our neighbors as ourselves. Mm -hmm. um, and and to share the story, share the stories too. Um, it's interesting because you think about like some of the stories we have in Scripture, are stories that are are very personal and private, but yet they've been shared publicly in this way to encourage us. And so we can have that kind of thing too. Um, so be 
be encouraged to tell a story uh, every once in a while, not to toot yeah. your own horn. Um, maybe if you're worried about that, find somebody else who did something, you can toot their horn. Um, but we want to celebrate this together too. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. So I hope that that encourages you to think through how your group attacks service uh, and serves one another in love. And with that, may you go in peace and serve the Lord. Thanks for listening to Flyover Ministry. You can find, follow, and give feedback on our Instagram and Facebook pages at Flyover Ministry. You can also get in contact with us on our Gmail account, flyoverministrypodcast at gmail.com. You can find other episodes that we've recorded on iTunes and Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts, and please feel free to share them with a friend. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you in the next episode.